Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. What's right. up, besties? Did it work? Yeah, it did. <laughs> Just Y'all, learned it something. It took us a few years to figure out that you can keep recording a second episode on the same Zoom link without having to exit out and then start again. So let's hope this works. Um, I am excited because this is going to be our last episode in 2022. And Danny and I wanted to put together some of our favorite lessons from 2023. And we were just talking off air that this month, December 2022, is our five-year anniversary of the Best Life Podcast. We started in December of 2020. 2018 was our first episode went live. I think we recorded before then, but I think that was our first episode went live in December of 2018. 2017. 2017. Yeah. 2017. Holy cow. I got chills. What different people we were back then. We were, and we weren't right. Like it's been a beautiful, just transformation and cool evolution of things. Yeah. We were, and we weren't, we were different. We had different lives, but (laughs) Yeah, we were definitely, you know, you were still in LA at the time. You were just getting ready to leave and go like nomadic for a couple of years. Um, It was, it was supposed to be three months that turned into a couple of years. (laughs) (laughs) Both of us were single at the time. Supposed to be only till March. (laughs) Both of us. And, you know, I can say, and I think we talked about this a couple episodes ago about how like you sort of outgrow things that are like, you know, important to you. We had talked a little bit about how like you know, I just don't love talking about nutrition all that much anymore and things like Mm -hmm. that. And, you know, when you and I started this podcast, we were very much still in that, um, I don't want to say grieving, but certainly in that place where we were still going through a lot of relationship lessons, you know, we were just a couple of years out of infidelity and divorce and really we were still dating a lot. And so we're still working on, I don't think this ever ends, but, you know, I think, still trying to figure out a lot of that kind of stuff. And I certainly don't have everything figured out now, but it's just less, less front and center, I guess for me, especially. Yeah. I love how every year we've had like sharing our lessons and I actually want to go back and listen to the last couple of years lessons. And I I'm glad we kind of finish off the year this way because there's always some big themes I think that come up during the year and always fun to kind of wrap it up and see Mm -hmm. perspectives and how they change. So totally. You want to go first? Oh, I was going to have you go first because I'm still kind of twiddling with my my third one. (laughs) Don't say twiddling and do this with your fingers, please. Um, Okay. Yeah, I'll go first. So uh, for, and this has kind of been a theme for me the last two years, actually, especially within my business is that, well, what got you here won't get you there. Mm -hmm. And I think that, I mean, it sounds very sort of uh, common sense, very self-evident, but you need a change to change. And as much as we talk on this podcast about how life will hand you changes, maybe ones that you don't exactly want, um, at some point, there's got to be times when you do the changing yourself. So, you know, instead of waiting for the other shoe to drop, waiting to, I don't know, like have something just completely overhaul your life, you know, there's always a lot of things that happen like that. Obviously, infidelity being one, divorce, job loss. I mean, we've had a ton of these kind of things come up over the last couple of years, especially with the pandemic. 
you know, just love losing loved ones, sickness, things like that. However, if you have an area of your life, if it's your career or your relationships or your health and fitness or whatever it is, there might be a time at which you have to be the one who makes the change and decides. And for me, that's been a huge theme the last years, especially in business going, if I want a, a different level of output in the business, whether that's revenue generation or team building, or I just want more impact or whatever that is, you want to service more people, it takes a conscious change. And the way that you're working that is keeping you in the holding pattern that you're in right now, and it could be safe, right? It can be definitely comfortable and whatever. It's going to take a different approach and not like a working harder approach, maybe a working smarter approach or, or doing something in a way that gets you out of your comfort zone again, really pushes you to that edge that maybe you have been avoiding. And so for me, that has been a huge lesson the last two years is what got you here won't get you there. And sometimes it can feel really good to stay right here. And so we don't want to do anything. And you just certainly don't mm -hmm. have to. I've certainly had a number of years where I just sort of phoned it in. It was like, I'm good here. And that's really nice. But at some point you'll know because you start to feel complacent. For me, it was a boredom thing. It was definitely a complacency thing. And I was like, I'm ready to do the hard work of being in, a, in an uncomfortable place again. And so, you know, evaluate the different parts of your life. Maybe something's on autopilot. My relationship certainly feels like it is, but in business, I want to change. And that doesn't just come. You have to actually change it if you want to change. I love that we do these and we don't tell each other first. So we have some very similar things and, and always different things too. So I think this kind of goes along the line of some of the things you were saying. Um, I really, I really love all of that. Mine was my first one is that time doesn't heal intentional mm. healing heals. Mm. So you guys have been following along and I've been through a lot of crazy things. And my mom passed away last year and I've gone through a couple of robberies and just a lot of just back-to-back -back traumatic experiences. And I recognized this last year, I, I've done more intentional healing and progress, like working with literally professionals. There was a time maybe around June, July, I was working with three different like therapists slash coaches at the same time. And right now I'm working with two still. And I feel like in order to like work through some of the the traumas, the pains, the past hurts, the stuff I was going through, I really needed to process it with with professionals. And just letting the time pass doesn't really heal that kind of stuff. In fact, often, you know, we deal with things because we, we, we are going through shit because we didn't deal with the shit that happened a long time ago, whether that's childhood trauma, that stuff. I mean, literally I've worked with professionals where I'm like, oh, that's literally from my childhood. That's something I never was was addressed. That's something that was never brought up. And when things happen, we can push them under the rug, but I think they resurface. And I always believe that there's lessons to be learned and things will repeat themselves. You'll get into the same mm -hmm. relate, you know, like you can break up with someone and you're just going to get in a relationship with the same dude with different name, different face, but you're going to like, if you're in those relationships where you're like, this guy always treats me like shit, like guys always treat me like shit or guys always cheat on me. Well, Maybe there's something, and I'm not to blame you, but like if you're repeating these same patterns and getting in the same relationships or getting the same job or boss or friendships, then maybe there's something that you need to work on. And so this year for me, like what Jill said about changing, sometimes you have to like make those changes and choose to change is in order to heal some of these things, it really needs to be intentional. I think the only thing that time heals is like a broken bone. And even then you have to set it in the right place, right? So 
maybe if you get a cut, your cut will heal on its own, but that's about it. Everything else I think needs to be intentional healing. And so for me, that was a huge lesson this Mm -hmm. year on like really, really working hard and digging into some of the things that were affecting my day-to-day life that I didn't recognize emotionally and working on those really, really hard to make my life better. So to do something different. Right. And that's the thing Mm -hmm. is like, you know, it's hard because at some point, like sometimes you're like, it's not that things are bad, Mm -hmm. you know? So I think that's uh, sometimes we only go to therapy. We only seek out Mm -hmm. coaches when we're like, things are bad. Right. It's like, Oh, I need help right now. But I love that you have really committed this year to being like, you know what, I'm going to go back. I'm not just going to deal with what's in front of me. I'm really going to go back to maybe some of the things that I haven't addressed in the past and like what, and bring those things up. It takes a lot of courage and a lot of vulnerability. And you know, a lot of proactivity, a lot of times, again, people will just be reactive when it comes to, oh my God, my, my spouse is leaving me. I need therapy. Like, you know, but it's it, the fact that you're doing it proactively is just really admirable. It's a lot. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. Um, my second one, and it's funny because you and I had talked about this back in like 2016, 2017, we were going on a lot of dates. We we're doing a lot of, um, you know, on apps, going on dates, talking to a lot of guys. And I remember you and I saying like, ah, like you almost like resented your friends who had these like just easy relationships. You're like, ah, must be so nice. They can really focus on their business because they don't have to be fucking talking to these dudes and going on these dates and, you know, all this kind of like, you know, uh, fuck boy shit that we were dealing with. And I remember just looking at my friends, you know, who are in like these long-term marriages, quote unquote, good marriages, relationships, and being like, God, that's so, be so nice to be able to like work on your business from a place of like support and really feeling uh, like solid in your relationship and not having to deal with all this stuff. And my, my second one is like, I feel like I'm there. I feel like I definitely mm. have, you know, we certainly aren't perfect in our relationship, but I, I don't have a lot of I'm not spending a ton of time managing my relationship. I do feel like you really can be more productive in other areas of your life. If you have that support system, if you have like that solid, stable relationship, or, or if you're going to have, or if you're not going to be a relationship, that's cool too, but you have that solid, stable foundation of yourself being like, I am okay being alone. And I had gotten to that point too, when I had started dating Keith, was, I was like, I'm fine being alone. I'm actually good. And I had actually gotten off all apps like six months prior, but there's something about that where my relationship isn't a ton of work anymore. It's not, mm-hmm. and who knows, maybe at some point it will be again or whatever, but it's like, I finally feel like this year things have like really calmed down and I feel safe and I feel like things are solid. And and it's sort of my relationship is in that like holding pattern right now where I feel like I really can have that safe, stable foundation to blast off in my business. And, um, and it's a really cool thing to notice and be like, yeah, this is great. And so- I'm trying not to uh, self sabotage anything. <laughs> I, I enjoy it. I love that. I remember talking about that and like just looking at our friends, like, hmm, must be nice. They don't have know, to like, deal with all the rubble. Yeah. <laughs> they <laughs> don't have to wrap out here. Yeah. I mean, it's so true and such a, such a big piece to just have peace in that one area so you can focus on other areas. God, that's a really, really good one. Um, My second one is that. 
time spent working on your mental and physical health is time invested and exponentiated back into your mm. business and relationships. Cause I think mm. some of the time I've been spending, um, working on my wellness and mental health and physical health, whether it's, you know, um, and this could be for anything, like if you're going back to the gym and you're like, oh, you know, this is taking away from my business, but I need to get mm. my body back in shape or I need to eat better. or I need to like see counselors and I'm, I'm spending all this money, but it's really time invested back into your relationships and back into your business. I, I feel like sometimes we think we should spend all the money investing into our business or we should invest into, I don't know, softwares or mentors or coaches. But if your physical health, mm. you know, I watched my mom get sick and die. And if your physical health is not there, like your business is not going to flourish. If your mental health, if you are dealing with trauma, if you are dealing with uh, depression, anxiety, ADD, whatever, if you're dealing with just mental health stuff, PTSD, you're, you're not going to have creativity. You're not going to be able to do anything in your business. So while I've taken, I feel like I've taken a huge step back on my personal business. I know that this is time that I, this time that I've taken away from my business is really time I'm investing in my relationships and in my business. And it's going to be exponential going forward. So it's one of those like two steps back, three steps forward kind of thing. But I, I really think that it's one of those, like, I think, uh, Abraham Lincoln talked about if he had four hours to cut down a tree, he'd spend like three hours sharpening the ax. It's really that time of focusing on yourself. Don't worry about how people are getting ahead of you because you're taking the time to work on you. I think this is time that's invested and it's super important. So if you need to take six months away from your business to work on you, do it. If you need to take two weeks away, what, however time, much time you need, take it because it's not time that's taken. It's really time that's invested. Mm. It's so good because, you know, it reminds me like so many people are like, well, I can't take a week off in social media because you said it, people are getting ahead. And mm -hmm. you and I have been doing this long enough to know fucking internet is not going anywhere. Internet coaching space, not going anywhere. Like you don't need to be on social media every single second, every single day promoting your stuff or else people are going to forget about you. It just doesn't happen. Like you build brand equity. You know, you have, um, you've built so much over the last decade or plus of people just feeling connected to you, having great experiences with you as a coach, like, you know, and you've been coaching in different spaces the last couple of years. It's like, that doesn't go anywhere. It's not like you lose that. Right. And so I love that you mentioned this because it kind of goes into my third one, which is around longevity and in this business. And one of my favorite things that I get to talk about with you is the fact that we've been doing this for such a long time. It's funny when I'll do interviews on podcasts now, people are like, well, you're an OG. And I'm like, I don't feel like one. Like, you know what I mean? You don't feel like that because it just what we've been doing for the last, but I guess comparatively where most people have maybe jumped online the last five years, six years, three years, whatever. Like, yeah, I guess I am like an OG, even though at the time when you and I started, I felt like everyone was doing it. Right. And now like really everyone's doing it. Um, and so my last one is if you want to have longevity in this space as a personal brand business, you have to get used to things always changing. And this is obviously something that's been really timely for us recently. And obviously the changes with the algorithm, you know, it's not the Instagram 2016 anymore. It's completely different. And I think if you are an unseasoned business owner or you are someone who doesn't have, you know, the, the emotional sort of steadfastness that you need for this industry, then this can really hijack you. You know, you can look at something like Instagram and maybe you grew a huge following over there and that's where you grew your business. And now you're not getting the reach that you once did. It's really important that you grieve 
what worked, right? At one point that worked. And you and I have had this experience with Facebook, of course, too. You know, Danny J's Facebook page is like over 350,000 people on there, but you saw the reach go down and down and down and down. It sucks because, you know, at one point you were able to post one single thing and make $10,000 on there, right? Like, so you have to, number one, grieve. Cool. This thing, this thing is great, but it couldn't just keep being what it is. You know, I love, Love the Instagram of 2017. I was <laughs> this. I had this memory pop up the other day, and it was just a fucking picture of me in front of a coffee cup, and the the caption was "post workout vibes are the best." That was it. It was a fucking still <laughs> image of me looking down at a coffee cup, and that was the fucking caption. I'm like, oh, six years ago, we were able to get away with shit like this, right? Now, of course, I would get like one like or whatever. It's fine, but what I really love about the uncertainty of what's happening right now is the opportunity. Mm. And I feel like you have to, if you want longevity in this industry, you have to see these changes as opportunities. You cannot see this as like the death of your business. You cannot catastrophize into like, oh my God, this thing worked. And like, that means because it's not working anymore, I have no place to go. You have to see other opportunities and you have to uh, employ a long-term strategic mindset. So you have to stay objective. You have to be willing to pivot. You have to be willing to learn new skills. Like, you know, fucking everyone's going to have to become a videographer in the next year. And I'm like, cool. I've never done it before, but bring it on. If that's where we're going, then I'll figure it out. And I also think this is going to set you apart because guess there's going to be a lot of people who don't want to figure it out right? They're just going to bitch and complain and, and blame the algorithm and do whatever. And they're going to fucking tap out because it's getting hard. And to me, I'm like, I'm fucking ready. And so I think that was one of my biggest takeaways is seeing so many of the changes in the space this last year was going, cool, I can decide to be pissed and complain and pack it in, or I get to fucking evolve. And I get to see this objectively and go, cool, this thing over here is not working how it once did. Where Where is working? People are still buying online. Where are they buying? How are they buying? Who are they buying from? What are they buying? And to me, it's just one big puzzle. And I think you have to, if you want longevity in this industry, you have to have that perspective because if you, as soon as you feel like you're running up against an, like a, you know, a block or an obstacle or a barrier, and you don't feel like there's anywhere to go, of course you're going to crumble. And I feel like you have to look for workarounds and you have to figure out and you have to be willing to put yourself back into those uncomfortable situations again and learn new skills again. And there's an opportunity there because not everyone's going to do it. I love this. I want to add to it because I was thinking at the end of 2020 was the only thing that's going to make make or break people is the skills that they have. And you can literally earn anything. There's so many courses Massive out there, YouTube, like there's so much. And during the pandemic, the reason why we have this business right now during December that gets so busy is just some skills that Jeff wanted to start learning and suddenly we're doing a Shopify store and I'm doing, you know, fulfillment on stuff and it's like hiring. I had to learn so many skills that I never utilized before. And I just realized that the power in the, the future belongs to people who are willing to like learn skills yep. and it can be copywriting skills. It can be editing, but you got to learn skills. And it's actually something I'm really looking forward to this next year. I'm like, there's a few things that I need to learn. And the last two years I've shown myself, I've come, I learned all these stupid softwares that I didn't want to, but I did it anyway. And now I'm proficient in a lot of things that three years ago, I was like crying, trying to figure shit out. And now I'm like, oh yeah, here, give me that. Like active campaign. Sure. Give it to me. So I love that. Um, all of mine are really like wrapped around trauma and personal development, but I really did a lot of like 
reading on trauma this year and, um, so much, you know, so much, so much, so much personal work. And at the, I was in the hot tub the other night with Jeff and I was like, let's, you know, what's like our five biggest, um, like five best things that happened this year. And he was like five, maybe we should do three, but we didn't come up with five. And I was, we, we talked about that. And then I kind of had some insight at the beginning of the year. I was really like getting upset at him for something. And that's really when I started going back to therapy. And I recognized like my big lesson was that our projections on others are often mirrors to the parts of ourselves that we need to work on or heal. Mm. So I have been projecting a lot of things onto him and maybe my business partner because it was easier to like, to see what other people were doing, to poke at, you know, their mistakes than actually Mm -hmm. look at and deal with my own shit. So this is just, I guess, for everyone else too. If you have someone in your life who is, and I know Jill said this a lot is like our, our relationships are our greatest teachers. And, you know, we have, if we have somebody in our life, that's just bugging us in a certain way or, um, annoying us or whatever it is, or maybe we're in a work situation that's super frustrating and we can't get out. What is that maybe trying to show us about ourselves? Or maybe what are we trying to avoid dealing with Mm -hmm. that we're not working on because it's easier to point the finger. And there, it was just a big, big realization for me. A lot of stuff was like one of those one finger pointed at you and three fingers pointed back at me. (laughs) And once I started dealing with my own shit, ironically, my relationship started to get better. <laughs> like, oh, all the shit that was bothering me about for him really had nothing to do with him. And all the things that had to do with, you know, my business partner didn't have as much to do with my business partner as they did with me. So mm. for me, it was a big lesson on projection and something I think I knew uh, intellectually, but didn't realize what I was, that I was actually acting out. And, and it's so much easier to like, to like, to like know it in theory, right. You're like, yeah, Yeah. of course this, but then like, you're like, oh shit, I'm doing that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You have those moments. I know I'm like, fuck, I'm I'm doing that. It's so hard to see your own stuff sometimes. It really is. It is. It really is. You know, there was, there was a lot of that. There was a lot of that this year that I think, you know, it's made me just a lot more self-aware and, and that's not to say and mind you all, like, don't take this as like people around you don't have issues because a lot of times <laughs> they do. And it's not saying that, he, that his issues were fixed. He still had issues, but my reaction to them changed. And the reason why I was upset about them were different reasons than I thought they were. And so mm-hmm. even if he had fixed them, I still would have maybe found something else. So it was really just about going, okay, what is this about? And how can I be different? And how can I show up different to the same exact thing? So you know, you just to improve your own people. experience, just yeah. to, improve, to improve your own experience. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's sometimes we think like, oh, I shouldn't have to change because they're fucked up. Right. But then you go, well, it's not even about that. It's about like, I just would rather be in more peace than more yeah. pissed, pissed off. So, or annoyed. Right. We just notice those emotions and we're like, okay, it's not objective that I need to be annoyed with the situation. I could choose a different emotion if I yeah. had the awareness. Totally. Totally. And it's you know, I, you know, I had big stuff with my dad toward the end of the year that was super upsetting for me. And, and I didn't, it was taking away my peace and I really shifted that around and turned to compassion. And so it's really affected how I show up and how I show up as a daughter and just in general. And I just recognize these projections on people and I have a lot more control over them than, than I was giving myself credit for. Mm. And so, you know, if you want peace, a lot of that can be, you can choose peace. It's funny. I have, um, you guys, I don't know. I haven't talked about it a lot, but I have 
a lot of siblings and I'm in this, in this little sibling chat group. And one of the siblings said, Oh, I just hate the stress of the holidays and I'm going to see everybody. And I was like, I just opt out. I'm like, you don't have to. He's like, yeah, but my mom makes me feel so guilty. I'm like, you don't have to feel guilty. Mm. I didn't go. I didn't hang out with anybody during the holidays. We just, <laughs> I didn't see my brother. I didn't see my dad. I didn't feel guilty about it either. And so ultimately we, we really do get to choose how we feel in so many ways. And we give a lot of people this power over us that we don't always need to give them to. And so while I know that in theory, and a lot of that comes up, it was just a big thing this year that I noticed in myself um, and something I just could be a good reminder for 2020. It's always a good reminder. That's a great one. I know so, now I'm like, what about my fucked up shit? Okay. <laughs> I'll have to ask you off air about my shit. Um, I love this. Would love to know what you guys actually, what your lessons were this year. Maybe you haven't thought about that. And you know, this is always one of those things where you always hear people say, well, you want to take, you know, stock and have gratitude for everything. And sometimes we forget to do that stuff. And I do believe that uh, if you want next year to be different or better in some ways, you have to recognize what you have learned and you have to recognize what did go well and what um, the ways in which you've grown as a person and some of the insights and lessons. Sometimes we don't like, honestly, this is the first time that when Danny and I sat down and do this episode, I was like, well, let me think about these lessons. And honestly, this is great. Like to me, I'm like, oh, these are really big things. And it just really helps me to hear yours and to, to talk it out again, to be like, yeah, it does. Do I want more of this? Do I want less of of this? Do I want to keep going down that path? Do I want to go and do something else next year? And so it's, you know, without knowing whatever your current status is, how can you possibly change it? It's like, you need to be, what's that? Like you need to have like be in the, the acceptance or in the reality in order to change something. And so if you can take your, like, you know, just take a few minutes, maybe like five, 10 minutes to think about what were some of the big lessons for you this year? And do you want to continue that into next year? And, you know, or do you want to set a different intention for next year? You know, do I want to, do something different in the business? Do I want to do something different in my relationships? Do I want to go to Christmas next year? Do I want to, you know, do I want to change how I interact with a certain person or, and notice my negative emotions around that person? Is that something I could take responsibility for? Do I need to distance myself from that person? Do I need to have boundaries? And it's just always good stuff. This is always my favorite time of the year. I know everyone gets excited for the new year and that's great too, but I always love taking stock on, on the previous year as well. I love this time of reflection. I like that it's also kind of not so busy and it's a you downtime. can mm -hmm. So it's a really great time to kind of look back and not so excited about like um you know what are they called? Resolutions. resolutions. <laughs> trying to lose 10 pounds or what? Years affirmations. No, no, no. And not so much of resolutions, but also just like taking stock and going, "Huh. Okay. That was interesting this last year. Let's do a little more, a little less and and, you know, just getting a pulse on the next year. It's a yep. good time to stop and, and, um, stop and take a look at it all. Awesome. So, so why don't you guys pop into our close Facebook group, go to the bestlifepodcast.com, click on the link to join our Facebook group. If you're already in there, thank you for being amazing. Uh, and just pop in what one lesson, one major lesson that you learned in 2022 and, uh, what you're looking forward to for next year. Maybe we'll do an episode on, uh, our intentions for next year. I don't know if you have any goals. I don't know that I do, but mm to think on that, but one lesson so we can all learn. This is my favorite. So maybe we'll set up a thread in there and you guys can pop in and let us know what you learned so we can all learn from everyone's lessons. But thank you guys for being here. Uh, thank you for an, another incredible year. Thank you for letting us get back on track and be super consistent this year. And we have some big changes for next year that we're excited about as well. So we'll be rolling those out for you guys soon. All right. Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.